Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hey, you guys, it's me, Jackie Cation. That's right. First ranger among rangers of the Dork Forest. You're listening to the Dork Forest. The websites, of course, are thedorkforest.com. Just regular dorkforest.com goes right to it. There's uh, familypetancestry.com that goes to jackiecation.com because it made me laugh. Allthingscomedy.com has a Dork Forest page, and that is because that is my podcast umbrella network, and they have a lot of other podcasts on, on their website. If you're looking for other pods to listen to, a lot of stand-up comics have their podcasts on there. Al Madrigal and Bill Burr, of course, being the most famous. The credits, let's do it. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio. Mike Rickberg composed and sang the intro song to The Dork Forest. He will sing again his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end. And Vilmos fixes JackieCation.com. He will be fixing up the merch page and making everything more expensive. So if it's... $25 for a t-shirt with shipping. It's $30. Then that is taken into account that postage has gone up. And uh, yeah, I raised the prices. But it all includes shipping. All the merch, I might as well talk about it. If you go to JackieCation.com on the merch page, the store page, you can get Ranger the Dork Forest t-shirts, the Dork Forest t-shirts. I'm phasing out the brown ones. It's just going to be green. So, But I have some left in stock, and I'm going to bring them on the road. They're all union-made, all the t-shirts. They are made in the United States of America by union workers who have dental and health care, very glamorous. And so, hence, they run big, just so you know, because they're made by union members and Americans. We proudly, uh, I guess, or with some shame, are slightly larger than other people. You can also get all of my CDs. My CDs are available digitally on Amazon or iTunes. You can just also stream them on Pandora or Spotify, but you can buy hard copies on my website. So there's the first one, Circus People, hard copy, involve, includes a, a a quick time video from my 2003 Comedy Central special. The It's Never Gonna Be Bread, which was top 10 comedy albums of the year in 2010 when it came out on Amazon.com. And my new one, which came out last year, was top five comedy specials of the year on Vulture.com, and that is called This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux. This Will Make an Excellent Horcrux is available as a CD, as a DVD, or as a downloadable $10 special on ComedyFilmNerds.com, which I also write movie reviews for. Um, you can get just a, town, uh, a download of it. The DVD itself has a, a, a DVD bonus, and I can sign anything. I can not sign things. There is a new T-shirt, and it is the Spooky Reading Girl T-shirt, a reference uh, from my act. Okay, other than that, the L.A. Podcast Festival is coming up, you guys. It's where everybody gathers. And if you're coming to it, go to LAPodFest.com and buy tickets and come to the podcast festival. It's the weekend of September 19th. If you can't make it, you can live stream all of them for a month. All of the different podcasts are being filmed uh, and then live streamed and then saved for a month so you can buy them all for $25 if you are not going to be able to make the podcast festival and you would like my podcast and everybody else's podcast in the whole world. Mark Maron's podcast is going to be there. Aisha Tyler's podcast is going to be there. Uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour is doing one. Uh, Paul Gilmartin, who was just on the show. 
and you can live stream all of it. It's $25 for all of them. You can save five bucks if you use my code, which is dork, D-O-R-K, oddly enough. And then it's 20 bucks for everybody. My podcast is going to be 4 p.m. on Saturday, September 19th. Uh, my guest will be Greg Proops. And then I'm also doing Paul Gilmartin's podcast that night where we will open a vein and talk about any sort of mental illness that I might have because he has a thing called Mental Pod, Paul Gilmartin. That's at 10, p- 10 p.m. All these times are Pacific. Now, when I do the live shows now, I'd make them premium episodes. That's on Bandcamp. So if you go to uh, probably bandcamp.com slash the dork forest, I don't know, there's a link and uh, there's special there are special premium episodes. I think they cost $2 because sometimes the live ones cost money to put up with the audio guy and the travel and the hotel and whatever. Other than that, there's, of course, a donation button on both dorkforest.com and jackiecation.com where you can donate to the show. If you are enjoying the show, feel free to donate. Uh, this has been a weird year financially. And so if you like the show, you could donate 10 bucks a month. I haven't made that easy because I don't like regular money coming out of anything. So you just have to remember, oh, I like this show. Here's $10. And I'd love $100 from everybody. That's what I would love. If you have $100 a year, I would love that. And if you have more, uh, God knows, I would love that too. But whatever you like, whatever you can afford, and if you can't afford any of it, that's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm glad you like the show. Talk it up. You can also support the show by uh, buying merch, which we talked about, or using the Amazon banner on JackieCation.com, which is when you order from Amazon. And we all do. I'm almost sure, certain we all do. Uh, I, I know it only works with the U.S. version of Amazon, though. But you click through to the U.S. Uh, version of Amazon. You do your order just like normal. And it supports the show a little bit. And it doesn't cost you anything extra on Amazon. I do stand-up comedy, Jackie Cation does. And there is a tour page on JackieCation.com that tells you where I'll be doing it. It's an exciting time. Feel free to come and see me live. But for the love of everybody and their grandmother, let's get into the dorkdom of the day. Thanks for listening, you guys. Let's do this. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room in Van Nuys with Dwayne Perkins. You guys, you got to go see Dwayne Perkins. He does stand-up comedy. He does stand-up comedy. It's very, very funny. And uh, you have one of uh, the worst. Me- the great. It's a great podcast, Dwayne Perkins. Yes. <laughs> and yet the memory, it burns. It burns. First of all, I hate Cameron Diaz. I don't right, like her. Right. I am not a fan. And well, I had to watch her make love to a windshield. You know, you you were on one of the earlier uh, oh, good. episodes. Oh, good. So you cleaned yes. it up for for what people have to watch. Or? In, in the beginning, I think we there was this notion that uh, bad movies provided more fodder for for, oh, right. for comedy, and it does. But I think we've hit a groove where now, like, we don't have to. Have you don't to need watch it. God off. But we didn't know that movie was going to be that bad either. Right, right. Because yeah. Cormac McCarthy, right, the yeah. counselor. You'd yeah. think that it would be amazing, but he wrote the screenplay. Always yeah. trouble. Always, Always trouble, trouble when Always a guy trouble. who writes a beautiful prose doesn't get someone to help him. Uh, but That's a great point. By the way. Yes. <laughs> is it at funny DP for Dwayne Perkins? Yes, right? yes, yes. Is your Twitter fa- handle and DwaynePerkins.com for all yes. things. I was watching your video reel thing. Hilarious. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well played. Yes. And uh, at moviecast. Movie night. Wait, at movie night cast is your podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, and once we write that, we have very little letters left to actually tweet anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and you do it with T.K. Kelly. T.K. Kelly, yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, that guy who got to watch Ant-Man, going to be jealous of him forever. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, you know what? Uh, we've had, I would say you'd be, a, I was going to say, we'll make you our first return guest. But oh. But someone beat you to the punch only because we had a fallout. Oh, fair so enough. You'll you'll be our first 
How many episodes do you guys have? Um, we're in the 80s now. Okay. Yeah, we're in the yeah. 80s. So we because I have people on over and over again. All yeah, we had the time. a year. We had a for, for our year anniversary sort of. We had Aisha Tyler. That was our big kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. Thing. That's a good so, one. Yeah, yeah. She looked she, out. She was an amazing guest on uh, on on my podcast. I have I've thought about just four jobs though. So uh, I try she not to. She is the most. Uh, we go way back, Aisha and I. And she's seriously one of the Early most impressive or? people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. When I moved out here, so. Okay. Um, we go back to like, I think, uh. Late 90s, pre, I think. Pre 9-11, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I met her in 2003. Yeah, I met her in probably around that time, maybe even 2000, 2001. Right. And, uh. Um, 9-11. <laughs> she's just, uh, you know, I, I try to learn from her. She emails everyone back in a super fast, time given how busy she is and i'm nowhere near as busy and i'm playing the busy card oh my god i just like it's not even a thing it's lori kilmartin asked me if i'd be willing to do a podcast with her and i was like no i'm too busy and then i remembered she has a full-time job at conan right (laughs) and an eight-year-old right and then she does stand up yeah so there's no possible way that i can be as busy as lori kilmartin and i don't know if you know aisha has the even i you know i guess she's doing okay so let's say she has the best blank best iphone best mac whatever still she she oh, and she might you. even have a full-time assistant, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. She's so on she's it. She's on top of stuff. Yeah, she's so on it. I uh, I just uh, tweeted at her because I I was watching Bernie Miller yesterday. And remember Bernie Miller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Cr- oh, I'm going to dork out where, at you. Where were you watching that? That's crazy. Uh, we have a, a rabbit ears and a oh, TiVo. Oh, I see. So I was just watching it on, on me TV or this TV oh. or whatever is... Free. Yeah, I need to get that because Bonnie Miller. That was you got that. Yeah, you. Everyone has that. Okay. If you have cable. You have uh, shitty non-cable. Right, right. Which is what I have. <laughs> but I have HD shitty non-cable, and then I've got all the things. I've got the Hulu and the. So as a when you have cable, because here's the thing, I have cable, but I've contemplated not having cable one because of the price. Get out. But get two, out of cable. I want like I want NBC one two three four like some yeah, of my friends have I get that. that. How do I get, like, do I need to buy a separate antenna to get that? Yeah, right? you gotta get the HD antenna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's $35. I here's what stations. you do, here's what you do have to get, which I lucked into because they, they sponsored the Dork Forest one time, which was TiVo. Oh, nice. So I have a DVR from TiVo. The and original. I, the original. Yes, nice. And it's Lifetime. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, yeah. um, I assume it's Lifetime. So I want to get out. But here's the thing, I'm already out of cable in a sense. Because my condo, we uh, struck a deal with Time Warner. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so basically, the deal was you got HBO and Showtime and other, oh. other cable stations, yeah. the basics, whatever. And the HOA fee went up $30. Uh, so that's not too bad. That's like, no. But now, for some reason, my internet is $80. Like, I, I, like I, what happened? Uh, you know? I see what happened. Yeah. Our <laughs> internet also jumped up because when we stopped. We had cable through, we had Dish TV, I think, right, through right. AT&T. Then we get rid of it. And then all of a sudden, uh, home phone, we have home phone because I am married to Safety Mouse. <laughs> and, uh, Safety Mouse not realizing that it's now fiber optic and we're screwed anyway. Right, right, right. And, uh, so, but the, so we have, we have internet and we have cellular, we have home and right. then, and they desperately want us back on whatever sort of television program they've got. But we've got Netflix. 
And oh, my nice. nephew has our Netflix. What I like to do is, whenever I want to talk to him, I change the password. Nice. And, that's uh, <laughs> smart. That's, I should do that. You should. If I you ever want that. to talk to whoever you're sh- whatever kid you're My little brother. With, yeah. My little brother. And, um, yeah, he watches completely different shows. Oh, I was psyched <laughs> when young Thomas Pennington made his own channel. Because I'm like, guess what I don't ever want to watch? Right, right, Whatever right. you're watching. It's just a disaster. It's usually comedy. Oh. And it makes me want to hurt myself. But that's that, that's the flaw in Netflix because Netflix, um, they think they're doing you a big favor, like by if you like this, you'll like that. Oh, if right. you like this, you'll like that. And I get it, yes, but you don't know me, Netflix. You don't know me like that, okay? <laughs> you don't right? know. It's like TiVo. TiVo yeah. doesn't know me. Yeah, some things I, I like that maybe I haven't watched on Netflix, so you don't know, right? right? But in addition, when something gets three or four stars, mm-hmm. it's getting three or four stars from. People who like that type of movie. Yes. So you can be sort of tricked. Me and my two weeks notice obsession uh, could really break the curve on that. Because I'm also liking Shaun of the Dead. Right? So if I like both of those, you could all of a sudden get a slew of Kate and Leopold's coming at you. And you're like, "Mm, no, I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) My brother likes, uh, my younger brother, he likes the kind of movies that DMX would be in, you know? (laughs) I don't know who that is. DMX, he's a rapper, but like the kind of movies he would be in now. You, you see what I mean? So he was yeah. really big in the uh, late 90s. and the, Is he the, West Coast? He's East Coast. He's East Coast. He's East Interesting, Coast. because I've always thought of myself as an East Coast rap fan. Uh, what I love what you've done here, yes. Dwayne Perkins, by the way, uh-huh. is get us to your dorkdom, because right, uh, right. for seven minutes we've been talking about me. Uh, oh, so let, good. I like talking about be, you. <laughs> Rangers of the Dork Forest have heard a lot. They know, yes, yes. they know about my obsessions. But, um, yeah, cause what I know about hip hop, it could fit on the head of a pin. Quite honestly, but quite honestly, uh, a, a, a fiber optic pin. A <laughs> fairly small pin. It's right. my, my, I buy, I buy like one hip hop album every two years. It's and not bad though. It's not bad. Like I have Lupe Fiasco's first album. There you go. I have Common's first album that was big. Those are good first albums. Those are, those are fine. Yes. But I also have like the first album of the White Stripes. So my musical right. taste involves the first album, the right. Decemberists. Are they still working? Sure they are. But I only have their first album. Good for you. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> but I don't know a lot about it. And your dorkdom is Jay-Z. Yes. Now. Yes. Jay-Z, I know his name. There should be, I should have a podcast just of famous people that I shouldn't, I know they're, like I know who Taylor Swift, she's a musician. Right. But that's right. all I got. That's crazy. So tell me, I know it. It's because, uh, I'm busy rereading science fiction books. Right, right, right. So what, uh, who is Jay-Z? Why should we all be interested? Well, not, not all. Interesting. Of us, just people who like him. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I, I came in thinking I was, I would be, Sort of, um, defending or, or uh, championing Jay-Z for people who know who he is already. Oh, you know, okay. Because there's, there's a sect of people who know who Jay-Z is, and I think they don't appreciate him for the right reasons. Oh, and they loathe him for the correct reasons? Right. No, like no, they, a... they like him for the wrong reasons. Oh, they like him for the wrong reasons? Yes, yes. What is a wrong reason to like Jay-Z? Um, a wrong reason to like Jay-Z <laughs> is that, uh, he's a businessman. Or oh, weird. He's, um. But he too is a, like he started his own label, right? He's yeah, yeah. But I think those are the wrong reasons to like him, or right. or he's with Beyonce, or oh, you know, right. these are all. Congratulations, you're dating up, yes, or whatever, <laughs> right. or she is yeah. one of the. Because the, here's the other thing about Beyonce: 
couldn't name a Beyonce song if my life depended on That's it. That's crazy. It is crazy. And <laughs> before we end this this day, I right. will possibly purchase a Beyonce album. That's that's crazy. And maybe because, a Taylor because they're popular songs. Yeah, hugely popular. Like I don't know how you like I, you could literally just walking around Earth and. You're right. finding yourself in a Target or Walmart. Right. If you I'm might... in a Target, I should hear at least a bastardization of one of their songs, right? right? right. I'm sure I have. And right, if right. I heard it, it would it would probably blow my mind. Jay-Z, oh. uh, like a Beyonce ring on it, that's her fame. Oh, that's her. Okay. Her, yeah. I know that song. If All right. If you like it, then you should put yeah. a ring on it. Yeah. yeah. Which is um, just what I just did. Yeah. I lost street cred. Even <laughs> that little bit. <laughs> Well, that's fine. Uh, right. Let me tell you about uh, the street that I'm on. There's not a lot of cred. Uh, yeah, I was going to say pretty... street name, but I better not. But yeah, no, yeah. Well, it's Van Nuys. They could find me. Yes, I'm yes. sadly in the book. Me, Henny Youngman, and Malcolm X. Right, right. Uh, Henny Youngman always always in the book because he said that, what if someone wants to book me? What if I? What if there's work? And you're like, Henny Youngman, don't you have people? That's crazy. It is crazy. And Malcolm X always said that he was in the book because his enemies didn't have a problem finding him. It was his friends who had a problem finding him. Interesting. That mm-hmm. makes perfect sense. Right. He was like, well, if everyone's going to find me, I'd like the people who like me to find me as and well. And maybe just on the day that an enemy comes, an enemy comes, a friend is there. <laughs> right. To take the bullet. And maybe that happened several times prior to the maybe. sad, horrible thing that happened. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Bring it down, Jackie. Yes. Bring it right down. <laughs> okay. Well, so yeah, Jay-Z. 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 So who, when did it all begin? Was it late 90s? Was it late 80s? Um, for Jay-Z, uh, in, in the current, uh, Incarnation of Jay Z, I guess okay. we should say, is uh ninety six, nineteen ninety six. Okay. And um but it's weird because I knew of him okay. from nineteen eighty nine. Ah. So what was he in in nineteen in eighteen eighty nineteen eighty nine he was a DJ for another rapper named Jazz O. Jazz O. Everything was kind of a lot was of Jays back then. Sure. Um Jazz O was from Brooklyn. From, oh um, New York and, guy. Yeah, yeah. And and I didn't know, I guess, I didn't realize they were from the Marcy uh, projects. In Brooklyn, like, you can shout out your neighborhood. Okay. Uh, you can shout out your block. Or, right. or you can shout out your projects. And Because oh. some of these projects, these city dwellings are so big that they are onto themselves a neighborhood. Right. They're, well, because there's a thousand people living there. Yeah, yeah. Or 1,200 yeah. people. Right, right. Like, like Marcy, because um, actually to, to prepare, I've been reading oh, Jay-Z's yeah, yeah. book, which I've had. And here's the thing. <laughs> I've had this book for like four years, right? Sure. But did you buy it to be supportive? Yeah, and like, like I think I maybe I bought it for someone, and maybe someone bought it for me. Oh, awesome! But uh, the thing is, I didn't read it. I haven't read it yet because I was told it was like um, a fluff piece. Is what I was told. Relative An to autobiographical like, fluff piece to some right, extent. Right. Okay, yes, it was sort yes. of a nice pub for Jay Z on himself, kind of. Right, like he's leaving it's out. Decoded, by yeah, the way. like he's decoding rap lyrics in it. So oh. I was led to believe that the reason why <laughs> the I felt this book would be in the category of the the wrong reasons to like Jay Z. Mm-hmm. But as I as I read it now, yes, it's like in comedy. Oh, this guy's funny. That guy's not funny. Yeah. And you kind of just sort of like take someone else's word for it. Yeah. And then you see them and you're like, oh, wait, no, this guy is funny. This guy is not funny. Like, so it's one of these things where I'm reading a book and I'm like, wow, he's a really good writer. Right. Um, maybe, maybe someone's ghostwriting it, but at the same time, why would the most prolific rapper 
ever. Turns out he's probably a wordsmith. Right, yeah, right, right. Probably yeah, exactly. knows how to, knows how to yeah. put some words Like, together. I'm reading it thinking, this is, like, better than my blog. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right, right. And you, too, we are wordsmiths yes, as well. Yes, yes. So, hilariously, so that's him, is that him decoding his own lyrics? His or own other? lyrics, yes, his own okay. lyrics. Have you ever read Stuart Lee's book, See on the Third Shelf Down, oh, that right green? There, yeah. Like, I saw it instantly. It's weird how my eyes went right to it. Yeah. 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 So that, he, what he does is he has uh, two hours of his stand-up that he transcribes, and then and he oh, annotates nice. where those jokes came from, where those jokes, That's really what cool. they mean. It is one of the most arrogant and hilarious <laughs> things right. I've ever seen in my life. Right, And right. it's a great book. Nice. It's like, I wish I had the, I, I don't know, the balls to do it. Cause it that's is, really cool. It was fast. It was a learning experience reading well, that damn book. Well, that's, I mean, I think podcasts are kind of going there where it's, it's we're turning it onto ourselves and becoming <laughs> it a, little is a little self-reflective. So eventually, yeah. You know, so in '89, he was in Brooklyn. Yes, and he was a DJ for another rapper named Jazz O. Okay. And uh, he has a line. Jay Z has a line where he talks. He says, "Um, like I think he says, who would have known? Right under my nose was the flow of all flows. Right? Because when you rap, that means you flow. Right? Yeah. I literally. And, yeah. Like. Yeah. Like. Like." Who would have known that I, that like the flow of all flows was within me? Like right. the best rapper ever was, was going to be just me. It was, I was walking around. How can you ever realize? I got yeah. goosebumps quite honestly. Yeah. Cause in 89 is funny because that was the first year I bought a rap album. Is that right? I bought KRS one. Wow. Now there you go. It's right. going full circle. He was my favorite rapper. Okay. Uh, until like pretty until- much Jay Z's first album, probably. Now is second album, but, but KRS one was political. You yes, know? Right, and, right. Uh, and, and except for Jimmy Hat, which was yeah, literally yeah, yes. the gateway drug to get me into hip hop, was <laughs> right, Jimmy right, Hat. Right. <laughs> Just, but yeah, but you know that's a public but service announcement. It is right? a public wear service. Condoms. <laughs> yes, please wear condoms. Yes. And uh, <laughs> but I just I um so Jay Z was in that was he in that group too? Well, or? He, he was um, at the time but he was dance guy. He, he was a young head. So he's, okay. Here's the thing: Jay Z's in a video. Called Hawaiian Sophie. That's when I, fir- I first saw him. Okay. And that's Jazz O's song. And it's, it's just a campy song. Yeah. About meeting this, uh, a rapper me- goes to Hawaii, to Hawaii, meets oh. a woman named Sophie. Oh. And <laughs> he courts her, but she has a big, big boyfriend. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, it's uh, one of the like great a, stories of song. Yeah. Like of a song big, and story. Yeah. A big <laughs> Hawaiian dude. Dude who's, now that I think about the video, it was just a black guy. Oh, really? With a- <laughs> They're like, we can't find a Hawaiian. Dude. Right. <laughs> just, so, just get some sort of lightish, but kind exactly. of pudgy black guy. In a, oh, like a, a sumo a thing? straw kind of oh. skirt. Something Hawaiian looking. Something racially sensitive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Excellent. Well played. <laughs> and Jay-Z's there, and, and he's got this big gold chain. Yeah. And, and, and like, basically his job in the song is just to say, like, yeah, Jazz, that's right. You know, like... <laughs> Which, you know what, is very nice of jazz. Yeah. To put him in. But like the best rapper ever is in this video, just well, the DJ, just supporting what's happening. Right. You know, hey, you want to be the- But it's 89, right? It's 89. What, what he, is he, he, 25 and 89? No, or he's, even... uh, he's probably, um, 19 or 20. Okay. So 19 even, or 20, yeah. even younger. And, um, but here's the thing. He went to Westinghouse High School in Brooklyn, New York. This happens. Okay, it's, no worries. Uh, my, yeah, yeah. My, he went to, well, hold that thought or tell it while I hang up on these people. Right, right. And as I'm talking, I, I can't believe how prepared I am without even knowing it. 
Um, so he went to Westinghouse High School in Brooklyn, New York, downtown Brooklyn, near downtown Brooklyn. So did, this is crazy how this kind of thing works. So did Notorious B.I.G. Oh, really? And so did Buster Rhymes. Oh, my God. And they were all in high school at the same time. Maybe not the same year, but they right, were. Right, within a. Within a four-year period, they were all at the same high school. Well, and I suppose it kind of makes sense just because of how big it was at the time. Yeah, yeah. And the scene and everything but, that but, everybody would want to do it. But, but th- three of the best rappers to be in one high school? That's right. crazy. I don't have um, any notorious B.I.G., by the way. I have no, yeah, yeah. none of his albums. Oh, he's, you know, he's considered the best and Jay-Z is right there. Okay. So here's the thing. Well, he's one of the best. One of the best. Okay. Um, is it, now when you say the best, cause I think of, uh, cause it, Especially then, hip hop had a different like Big Daddy Kane right. was more party guy. And he, he he there's a connection between him and Jay Z too, actually. Oh well of course, because yeah, that's cause he's what East Coast too? Brooklyn, yes. Okay. Brooklyn, yeah. And so a few things. Um so he's in Western House High School. Yep. Um now as a as an aside. Yes. As an aside. <laughs> he talks about he has a flow Jay Z has a, a flow where he goes, um he says um, Carolina, something, 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 Carolina kicks. Like, Carolina kicks would be the shoes that Michael Jordan wore. So that, okay. means, that means they're like white and powder blue. Okay. Sneakers. Oh, cause that's their colors. Carolina, yeah. Got Carolina it. kicks. Then he says, high school mm-hmm. crossover waved away picks. So, in basketball, when you dribble. Yep. And you suddenly change directions yeah. from one direction to another, that's called the crossover. Oh, okay. And it's usually like, the ball is in this hand, mm-hmm. and the defense, the defender doesn't know what you're going to do, and you just go the quickly, other, and then you leave him, right? And that's a crossover. That's called a crossover. Okay. And a pick is when you're dribbling the ball, and someone is, or, or not dribbling, as it were, but you, the guy who stands in front. Yeah. You work so someone, or? someone's guarding you, and then someone from your team runs into his blind spot. Yeah. And. And you you run him into that guy, right? You get to end around that guy. Yes, yeah, so that's a pick, correct? Right? Okay. And so, very bravado. And that's why I love Jay Z for many levels. He's the best bragger. Okay. Um, and I'm a pretty good bragger, but he brags <laughs> and it rhymes. You know, it's oh, just right, amazing. Right, it's well crafted yeah. bragging. So he says, high school crossed over, waved away picks, and that means someone would try to set a pick for him, and mm-hmm. he would say, no, I don't, no, I don't need assistance <laughs> at this time. I can lose this guy by myself. Oh, with a crossover. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I hit that line, I remember when I was in high school, which I think I could have been in high school with Jay-Z, timeline-wise. Like Are you from been, New York as well? I'm from Brooklyn, yeah. Oh, wow. And so I could have been maybe a freshman when he was a senior something. Okay. I think we could have been of an age? in high school at the same yeah. time. Um, but I went to uh, a new high school at the time called the High School of Telecommunications, Arts and Technology. And um, I played basketball, JV. Okay. And, and varsity, but... Um, our JV team, we were called the Lasers. Okay. Uh, that that they've changed it since, which I think was a strong move. Um, <laughs> so the like laser pointers. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just hard going to, especially in like in the eighties. You go into other places in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and you are called the Lasers. It's just right. not a good. It's not a good look. Right, and you're like, no, it's the future, you guys. Right. You guys don't get it. We're, right. we're future. Right. No, fine, you're tigers. And, so, uh, <laughs> and so I hear Jay-Z say this crossover line, and I'm thinking, because we played Westinghouse right. once or twice. They weren't in our like division or whatever, but we scrimmaged with them. 
And now I'm thinking, maybe I met this guy. Oh, maybe right. he crossed me over. Right, right. How crazy would <laughs> yeah. that would have been crazy if you would actually, how weird would it be to have met people? Because, I mean, you, you can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's 7 billion people on the planet, but it's weird how you do end up meeting yeah, almost yeah. everybody. Right, right. And so, um, I don't know what made me originally say that, but I just think that, uh, yeah, so he's in high school and he's selling drugs. Jason. Okay, that's, that's his so, job. That's his thing. That's, just, that's his high school job. Yeah, and, 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 and I was washing dishes. He was, and, uh, and where he's from. Making... And that's, that's the only, my only complaint is, well, I, I commend him for selling <laughs> them and stops, you know, stopping that and then making good out of the whole thing. But apparently he's this great rapper who a lot of people in the, in the know know he's great. Oh, at this time. Yeah, even in 89, right? So even he, in 89 when he's a boy. Yeah, he's on a mixtape with, okay. with Big Daddy Kane. Oh my God. Who's the, be- who's the biggest rapper in, in New yeah. York at least at that time. Yeah, yeah. And he knows who Jay-Z is. And Jay-Z even said, Big Daddy Kane took me on a road with him. Um, but it's one of these things where Jay-Z is selling drugs. So they're not taking him that seriously, you know? Right, right. They can't. And so from a, from a, from a rap standpoint, he doesn't get put on till 1996, meaning really he's in a song here, song there. Right. He spends seven years kind of screwing around. Yeah, so now he's like 25, 26 when right. his career takes off, which is in, in a sense is almost, it's almost the 11th hour for a rapper at least. Cause right. so many rappers are discovered when they're like 18, 19, 20. You yeah. Know? And so it was he's very much a young man's game. Yeah. And so he's still young enough to be called young, but almost yeah. not young anymore. And I think even as a stand-up, you can always relate to that because uh, so many younger people in stand-up get certain opportunities. Right, right. I and mean, they're not, they're not as funny, but they're young and maybe they're as funny, you know. Right. And maybe they will be as funny, but right, right. now, you know. Yeah. And here's a guy who was good enough when he was young and then had this crazy life of selling drugs. Right. Just got, just didn't focus or just right. couldn't. But that gave him material. Right. And so then when he comes back and refocuses in 96, mm-hmm. he's undoubtedly the best. And what's right. crazy is that so many people say he's the best who don't even like him. Ah. <laughs> and like other rappers right. begrudgingly say he's the best. Like what's his first big hit? Uh, okay. That I might know. Oh, How well, about that? Well, I, no, I'll, I'll say his first big hit that you won't know. Just, okay. Or maybe you might know it. It's called Ain't No Nigger. Okay. And he's rapping to Foxy Brown, who's one of his protégés. Okay. And it's like... um. The, it opens up like I keep you fresher than the next chick. Okay. No need for you to ever sweat the next chick. Okay. I make the next chick see the exit. Ah. You got to know you're thoroughly respected. Right. By me. And then okay. But the whole thing is so because he has a line where he says, um, the, "He says that's why you have to watch me. You have to watch your friends. They're conniving. The first chance to crack the bank, they'll try. Okay. But all they get is fifty cent francs and papayas." That's a New York line. Yeah, yeah. Because in New York, fifty cent hot dogs. Yeah, like you know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally up until like ten years ago, you could get fifty cent hot dogs. Right. They were not good. They were not they good. They were not good. They were not good. And but but they were fifty cents. They were, and there was always a <laughs> cart with a papaya sign on it. Yeah. Yeah. So was, he, and and then like I think at that time you know you're dealing with a a guy who's elevated because he apparently the girl is complaining about him cheating ah. on his song, mm-hmm. and he's like, well, I buy you things, so. Just right. Kind of, you, you, just brush relax. it off. Yeah. 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 And he says, uh, he says, I've been sending, I've been sending, mm-hmm. you know, sending since you've been playing with Barbie and Kenan. Ah. Uh, Can't change a player's game in the ninth inning. Ah. Uh, like, 
<laughs> right. You want to, yeah, don't start dating Jay-Z thinking he's going to just buy like a white picket fence and right, settle down. Right, right. It's not going to happen. And if it happened for Beyonce, it's more of a matter, more of a, uh, a sign of how his age and where he's at. Right, right, right. Like I mean, it takes thirty years for a, sometimes for a guy that sort of hound doggy. I don't right, know what to right, call him, right. but to just go, oh, you know what? I would kind of like, you know, to kind of just sit around a little bit. And, yeah, yeah. And have a wife, and it, you know, I don't. Does he have kids? Uh, they have one. They have one. Yeah, okay. blue, blue ivy. I. Oh, that's right. Which they, I think they, is they sort of it. a play on one of his albums. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Play on. Yeah. Andy always wanted to, if we were to have kids, he wanted to name it Waffle. Nice. It. it. And, uh, <laughs> whatever Boy it was. Or girl. Boy or girl. Waffle. That's great. We've named our, uh, we've named our internet, uh, that's our, Waffle. that's, yeah, that's what our internet access is. Why Waffle. is it? Why is it? Because... I have no idea. Okay. I, I always thought David was a very nice name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My grandfather's name. I was like, you don't like David? He was like, too boring. And I was like, and yet Waffle. Yeah. Waffle is drawn. Somehow. Well, Blue Ivory also is like, it's almost like it's the blueprint for, which I don't know if he's oh, okay. saying that like this oh. is my fourth album, my daughter. <laughs> Look what I have created, my daughter. And right. Beyonce's like, hmm, I was involved. There's no uterine replicators. Right, I was right. the host body. Exactly. Excellent. So okay, so that was and that was in '96. That that song. So yeah, Reasonable Doubt comes out in '96, and it's um that's, called that's Reason- the album. Yeah, Reasonable Doubt because like OJ had just got off. Oh, okay. So I think he's playing oh, on that a little that bit. That was 96, because yeah, I yeah. moved here in 97, I think. Yeah. And I I was standing at Largo next to Margaret Cho, and someone was doing an OJ joke. And I said, do you think he's guilty? And and Margaret goes, yeah. What What are you, nuts? And I was like, <laughs> well, I haven't been paying attention for you. Right, right. Because I, I, it doesn't have, in my opinion, it really doesn't have anything to do with me. <laughs> you know what's interesting about that is I also did not pay attention, but, right. for, but on purpose. Because I had a job at that time, and I, li- I was living—I was living, living in Boston at that time. Okay, uh, I moved up to Boston, and um, you know, there were enough black people there, but I was one of the few, and so fantastic people kind of wanted to come talk OJ with me. Ah, and um, I didn't at that time. My allegiances were like I was like, well, he might be guilty, and I don't condone what he did. No, but he's still black. And I don't want to. I don't want to talk that? about it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't want to. I would prefer <laughs> just to be quietly sad if yes, he is guilty right. because he is a hero. And it's sort of the Bill Cosby thing. It's sort of that. It's sort of and, that. Exactly. And it's so weird because with allow me as a middle aged white lady to yes. weigh in on this, <laughs> uh, because my mind was fucking blown by the sheer number of videos that have come out about police brutality with the oh, way, the right, way, right, right. just the the people being pulled over and stuff, and just the insanity. Right. And I was like, because I have always been empathetic and sort of what I thought aware, but not aware. Like the sheer fucking numbers of it. I was like, I would speak of nothing else if it were happening in my world. But you can't because then you would have nothing else. You would just spend all of your time talking about it. It doesn't make any sense. I know a guy on Facebook who does that. It's it's crazy. It's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. Exactly. (laughs) And you're like, no, I completely understand. And yet I'm exhausted. Oh, completely. And he's always in my timeline. Good guy. (laughs) Good guy. Yeah, Yeah. Good guy. Perfectly. And the other thing that blew my mind is that sort of the black community thing where you have to like people just because they're black. You have to sort of support and you're like, I don't actually, you're not that great of a person. I've dated uh, like, People who are not black sometimes. It's one girl. She's Thai. And I told her, uh, I said, you know, black people, we have to say hi to each other. You know, right. which, which I've heard don't... the premise a thousand times and never believed it until recently. I'm like, you kind of have to. Yeah. And we, 
And some of us break that, but it, it, you're supposed to say hi. And then she told her mom, <laughs> I guess her and her mom, at a, they were at a red light. Okay. In, in the car. And she says, oh, you know, um, Dwayne told me black people always have to say hi to each other. Mm-hmm. And she was like, really? And then as if sent by God, two black guys were walking in opposite directions in front of them. <laughs> and, they bo- and they gave each other the nod. The and nod. they were like, oh my God, that just happened. They don't even know <laughs> Right, you're like, I got your back if it gets ugly. Is I think yeah, is what it I is, think, an acknowledgement of... I think so, I think so. Except, here's the thing, and I, this is... Uh, this I, is off topic, yeah, yeah, I live in Highland Park, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, which is near South Pass. Mm-hmm. And I really love South Pass. Uh, I'm basically South Pass adjacent. Right, right. And, um, South, they're both okay neighborhoods, but Highland Park is up and coming. South Pass is like. Old money, you man. You need some money to be there. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but there's a, there's a, a contingent of black people in South Pass, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not like tons, but enough. And where, <laughs> right. where I like it. I like, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, a nice mix of humanity. Like but when they see me, not knowing me off the top. Yeah. There's, oh, there's like a nod. Mm-hmm. It's it's hello mm-hmm. and it's a warning all in one. Right, they're like, like keep it together. Yeah, the other thing? black people are like they don't. Do, do we curse on this thing? Yeah, oh, oh yeah. A. They're black like uh, don't fuck up our shit. Like it's sort of like, right. hey, we got a good thing here. Yeah. And oh fuck. And, <laughs> and I always look back at them like, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm I'm not. Right. Yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> Wait, no, no, yeah, yeah. Let's all. I opened once, uh, I did stand up before Anita Baker one time. Get out. Yeah. That's crazy. It was amazing. Yeah. And, but it was like, I was looking at, you know, an entire audience of people who could buy and sell me, right? right, right it was right. like, I, it was like I had stepped into the shooting of White Man's Burden, right? right. Where that's I, funny. Where that's so I funny. Was, people don't know that movie. We should do that movie. That's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, I mean, it's a one note movie to some extent, right, right. but that note, it's a hell of an arc. Yes. yes. And it's a hell of a movie. And it, and everybody works. It's the greatest movie for everybody working who's wanted to work and needs work. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, get out there, guys. White man's burden. Anyway, but, um, but it was, it was really cool because I was genuinely, you know, I'm always learning, Dwayne Perkins. Yes, I'm always yes. learning. It's a beautiful yes. thing. Thank God. You know, it's crazy. I, I did a show similar. Mm-hmm. Somehow I got booked in, in comedy. People who don't, don't understand it. They're people who never call you. And that's fine. Right. But they're, they're like bookers who never call you. Mm-hmm. They, they, and that's maybe you're not their cup of tea or you don't fit their demographic. And that's fine. But Nothing then these bookers do. will call you out of the blue. And it's usually, it's usually not to do the thing that they're known for. It's usually some <laughs> random other thing. That they don't know how to fulfill it. And somehow you got either mm-hmm. that you were requested or you came up. Um, cause this guy, Stu, Stu Goffman, shout out to Stu. Oh, I know him. Yeah. And Stu is great. And yeah. I, I don't know if, but I guess he was working with, um, I forget the name of the company, but they've never called me. <laughs> and then they called me with a gig in Reno. Oh, weird. At a house party. It's a doctor's birthday and his wife is having a party for him and wants comedy. And they rented First out a First of big, all, they've made an error. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, they've rented out a big lake house. Yep. And, um, just comedy in the living room. Comedy in the living room. But they're paying, you know, more Good than money. some clubs pay. That's it. And they're all black. Mm-hmm. It's just all these black doctors. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and I'm like, and that's another, and then, you know, to come back to Jay-Z. Like, yeah, yeah. Please do. Jay-Z, when he raps, I picture where I grew up. And like, it's so weird that Jay-Z gets credit. And hey, I didn't I didn't tell the story, so he, right. he should get the credit. Yeah. But I certainly lived some of the story. Right. Minus the selling drugs. Like, I have... I've seen people do crack. Mm-hmm. I've been in an elevator with people doing crack. I've, I've been very lucky to, I've never seen anyone be shot. Yeah. Get shot. But I've, I had very good 
um, shootout calmer when I was a kid. Yeah. Like I always left before the shootout or always oh. came after the shootout. I was very lucky in that That sense. is very lucky. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. Because that sounds like you were super close to it. Could have happened. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, any... I've, I've heard shots, but I've never been in a shootout. And oh, um, I've had a knife freaking... drawn on me. Yeah. Um, but the guys were punks. So mm-hmm. I didn't give them what they wanted. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I lost that ability, but I used to be able right. to tell who was real and who was not. Yeah. And so right. even with a knife on me, I was like, nah. You're no, not-, not you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Steak knife? What are you doing? Bag. Play a mumbly yeah. bag? And so I'm with these doctors and, and it's almost like, in a sense, that's almost like the, the changing of the guard for me. Cause it's sort of like, yeah, yeah. like that side of things. I've always been grouped with that side of things. Like meaning, uh, people think I'm a Cosby kid in essence. Or, oh, the expectations. Well, people just think I'm from some like a middle class home, right? And um, and I'm not. So, right. I used to never. I used to not even be comfortable around middle class blacks, right? Which is crazy. I would, I would, I'd, I would like be comfortable around whites who are middle class, right? Or even lower class whites, but never. It took me a while to. I don't know why that would be the case, but something about middle class or upper middle class black people, it just it didn't. You know, even though weird. people thought I was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So I have always thought so. Yeah, right, I'm, right. I've actually never thought of where you're at. I, yeah, I yeah. never. No, I'm from Brooklyn and uh, yeah. the projects in Brooklyn. Yeah. That's where I grew up. I mean, I suppose I'm not of that and never was because my grandmother was pretty strict and pretty loving and, and just sort of like, you know, had me carry myself a certain way. But so, yeah, I never I never lost my humanity. I never sold drugs. Yeah. And I was offered the chance to sell drugs. Sure. Jay-Z took it. And he took the offer. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... And he... But the thing but is... he's one he, in a million, you know? He's really right, one have in a gotten, million. And to have gotten out of it, too. Yes, I yes. mean, what was his... Did he have a grandmother? Did he have... What um, was, what you know was, what he says? And here's the thing. I give him credit because in, in many of his rhymes, he talks about... See, he's the first rapper to talk about selling drugs and the mental... Um, just the mental and, and the mental strain and the physical strain it takes. Oh, on the you. cost of it? Yeah, he's the first one to do that in a real way. Right, and I, not brag about it. Right, he was bragging, but also sharing with you. Like he says, whoever says it illegal wasn't was who's that? Whoever says illegal is the way the easy way out. Couldn't understand the mechanics and the dealings of the underworld. Granted, nine to five is how you survive. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to survive. I'm trying to live it to the limit and love it a lot. So, yeah. so in one in those two lines, he's saying. It's harder than you think to sell drugs. Yeah. But I know that I have a choice, but I still have, you know, right. I have aspirations. grandeur. And yeah. so I'm going to, yeah, yeah. Right. I don't want to, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was some, some hip hop song. I think it was, might have been KRS one, but it was, uh, no, I don't know who it was, but it was about a, it was a story about a guy who managed a McDonald's and he did everything right. And then someone robbed the McDonald's and killed him. Yeah. And he's like, why would I want to live like that guy? (laughs) And you know, know, and that's the thing, like, even though I'm a huge Jay-Z fan, well, I've always sort of parted ways with him is like, you don't have to sell drugs. But, but Jay-Z of all the rappers at least admitted that. Right. That it, yeah. And he said, he said it. He said it was a choice. And, but he, he said he's on a train and this, I've, man, this is, I, I know this feeling back when the trains were, see, New York City's, it's a lot different now mm-hmm. than it was. Than the uh, Warriors. Yeah, yeah. I love Warriors. that movie. We did that, movie. that movie. We did that movie too. No reason not to. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so he says, he talks about being on a train and some guys giving him the evil eye and like, 
I think they, they either beat him up or they tried to rob him. And, and then he thought, literally that's the day he decided to sell drugs because he's like, well, if my life is in danger anyway, <laughs> right? Which I might as well make a thousand dollars. And I never thought about it like that. Like yeah. if I had thought about it like that, maybe I would have, um, you know, cashed in on the opportunity. Because I remember two of my friends decided to start, start selling drugs. We were all working at Toys R Us yeah. at the time. Oh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't partake. Right. My because my my I had the, the opposite philosophy. It was like, well, why would I sell drugs and I'm still in the same neighborhood? Right, right. If I, like, if I, I just get better sneakers. Like, right, what is that? Why is, that's not enough. Yes. It's not enough money right. to get me out of this situation. And it's such a freaking spiral, quite honestly. Yeah. I, I came from a fair amount of poverty myself. We lived in the projects, but the projects in South Milwaukee, Wisconsin, right. it's a, it's a white trash moment. Oh, I You're see, not going to be able to out white trash me right, in America. Right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you probably could actually now, but it's, uh, but it was, my brother sold drugs. One of my one of my favorite stories. My brother Phil, when he was about eight, seventeen, he almost joined the army because he wanted to get uh, sent to Vietnam because he had met a guy who had the best hash and heroin connections oh, wow. that he met in the army. And he That's said, crazy. "I could come back to South Milwaukee and be like a drug dealer of repute." So he oh, thought he would just go to get a connect in Vietnam. Yeah. In Vietnam and That's Thailand good. and even he was like even Germany, you can really get some good like good connections in Germany. And you're like. And then what happened? He said, well, I punched a cop and they wouldn't take me. And oh, I, <laughs> man. I was like, you would have been the worst soldier in the world. Right, right, So right. good. And That's crazy. <laughs> but, was, like, on one hand, you're like, man, this guy's got vision. Right, right, right. Well, that's, I mean, that's right. the thing. I mean, I think when you do, when you're 15 and you're like, yes, I'm going to sell drugs. You're like, I want money. Right. right. Well, what I did was I sold student council candy bars for twice the amount that they were. I, I marked everything up oh, and skimmed off the top. Nice. I made hundreds of dollars and I spent it all on video games. Right. right. It was uh, quite a waste of uh, of no doubt. But you know what? I got really good uh, at Zax on you guys anyway. But um, the uh, <laughs> but it was it is, you know, it's a choice, but it doesn't get you out of where you live. It doesn't get you out of where you live. So. My and I, the only thing is, I look at Jay Z and I'm like, man, he's courageous in a sense. Like, in a way, not like in a way, he's weak because he he wants status and he's and he and he oh, wants it now. Oh, because of his ego, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, I don't know, I can't judge. I, I I think he's awesome, and I don't judge him because I I grew up sort of with uh, I thought about it on my way here. I kind of had a promissory note growing up, you yeah. know, like I just always had this belief. That I was gonna be fine. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't have to do anything like that. Like I just had to live. Yeah. If, if I knew if I could live until you know eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, I'd be okay. Yeah. And so basically, I I decided like to really avoid having fights after like age fifteen. Yeah. Because because before that you could fight. Yeah. After that, it, was kids. It, could, it could go to a different place. So right, right. Then it's yeah. a, then it's. I mean. That's the other, th- there's a certain amount of mistakes that you're not allowed to make. Right. Especially like where you're from, where I'm from, our margin of error is way smaller. Right. Right. I mean, and it's because the expectations of the police, for example, yeah. even just mouthing off can turn into, escalate into something horrible. Yes. So having to be a 15 or 16 year old who can control their emotions is 
what a pain in the ass. Right. Uh, I <laughs> mean, if you think about it, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You're like, well, what if I wanted to be depressed? What if I wanted to be sullen? Yeah. And you're like, mm, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to be sullen. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, Jay-Z has a great line in a song about going to war with a former friend who oh. we grew up with. And now they're both selling drugs and maybe they're fighting for the same turf. You know, yeah. it's, it's a story, but it happens time and time again. Right. And he says, well, two lines that are great. We used to fight for building blocks. Now we fight for blocks that make a build. Now we fight for blocks with buildings that make a killing. Right. And that's great. That's great. And he also says, thinking back to when we first learned to use rubbers. Yeah. He never learned. So in turn, I'm kidnapping his baby's mother. Oh, Oof, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Right. Man, it makes me want to listen to him just because the poetry of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the storytelling and, and it's clearly, he's not, so he's still prolific. I still hear about he's him, still right? He, he learned he, how to make hit records and so kind of changed, but okay. like his first album is, is like, it's a hit in spite of itself because he didn't he follow didn't know what all he was the doing. formulas of, yeah. of a hit record, but the poetry was so, it hit people on such a level that they were like, this is great. Yeah. But it got lost in the era of like that first album got lost in the Snoop, Tupac, Biggie kind of thing. Right. But it's, it's, it still stands alone as a classic. Right. And do you think, um, like I never listened to, um, to Biggie or Tupac mm-hmm. and, and their message was, I don't Well, how was it different from his? Because a few things, Tupac is more of a re- revolutionary okay. on a good day. On a good day. And sure. on a bad day, he's just a womanizer, right? Okay. Which that's every man, I guess. Right? And <laughs> well, um, Biggie, who doesn't want to get light? Biggie's more of a. He would be like if Biggie would be lower on the drug chain of command than Jay Z. Okay. He might be better lyrically. No, nah, I don't think he's better lyrically. He might have a better flow. Okay. But you've pictured you picture Biggie selling drugs on the corner. Right. You picture Jay selling weight. You picture, I mean, weight meaning like. Selling drugs to drug dealers. Oh, right, right. He's he's a he's a level up. Yeah. He's running a crew who's selling the drugs. Right, right, right. Biggie's actually just on the street, working working right, the street. Right, okay. Right. He's so, also very social. So Biggie's more of a and, soldier and, yeah. and Jay's more of a commander. He guy. strategizes and yeah. things there, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it was so does he do like club tunes too? Yeah, yeah. No, like that's the thing. He, that album he even talks about that album when he says, um, he says on uh, volume three, I think he says, oh, is it volume two? Volume two. Yeah, he says, I gave you prophecy on my first joint. Mm-hmm. That means first time. Yeah, yeah. I gave you prophecy on my first joint, but you all lamed out. Okay. Didn't really appreciate it until the second one came out. <laughs> so I stretched the game out, etched your name out, put right. Jigger on top, and dropped albums nonstop for you, nigga. Yeah. So it's like I I did the, the artistic album. Yeah. It, it did well, but it... Kind of didn't right. commercially. And he's like, fine, here. Some, yeah. Here's so some now, candy and soda pop. <laughs> yeah. And he also says, uh, I dumbed down for my audience, doubled mm-hmm. my dollars. They criticized me for it, but they all yell holla, mm-hmm. which is like one of his things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He always says holla. So he's like acknowledging, yeah, this is what I did. But it right. goes back to him being a hustler because he, he, it's the marriage of being a, a, a poet and a hustler. Right. Cause he, he, you gotta, to some extent, you got to fill the room. It's like comedy. You got to yes. fill the room, and you got to make the guy who has folded his arms and has a six pack at home and is wondering why he's there. You got to make him laugh too. Right. And so right. he's and like, if, "Fine, here we go, dick jokes." Yeah, and, and but but for Jay Z to do that without 
the purists being so pissed off that they don't like them anymore. Like, right. So the purists, the rap purists, like other, I, I'm, I'm on YouTube a lot and watching other rappers and none of Does them. Does he get slammed? No. Okay. And, you know, part of that is maybe he's so massive now they don't want to piss him off. But I also think it's because they know, like if like, especially like I'm not a rapper, but I've rapped and being a New Yorker, you, you kind of like, you really, the lyrics are very important yeah. to us. And so they all know that they can't, well, there's, the, there's it, no fretting on who he, who he right, is. You want to go to him, he will take you down. So, yeah. I mean, there's no reason, you could make fun of him for like this peripheral stuff. Right. But you know that if it came head to head, he would probably shut you down. Right. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. I think like there are a few rappers in his class. Yeah. You know, that you could arguably in his class. You know, Nas and Tyler you know Zach Parley. Sherman? Yeah, I know Zach. Zach I know Zach. Yeah, yeah, Zach Sherman. He came on, he talked about Eminem. Oh, nice. And, um, Amazon would be in Jay-Z's class. Yeah. Yes. I mean, just the language usage yeah. and the, the insanity of it. Um, but, but Jay-Z's so, he's the beginning of a lot of that. Like, there's certain types very of- Very much, yeah. Certain types of wordplay and certain types of, like, Jay-Z was the pinnacle of bragging, but with specificity. Like, not, like, saying name brands you never heard and- Right. Just, just being so- Way you painted that picture. It and was then, like, it was like so obscure, kind of. He's like, yes. you, you don't get it. Right. This is, this is where I'm sitting. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and, and now it's just people shouting about uh, champagne. Yeah. 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 And uh, <laughs> you're like, no, no, I understand you enjoy champagne. Yeah. Well, fantastic. What is that one line? Who? Uh, Jay Z has a line. I forget mm-hmm. that. Sometimes I forget the leading line, but he's, him and Biggie are on a song, which is a great song. Yeah. And it's um, Brooklyn's finest. Okay. And they were boys. And he, he says, um, I wish I could, I, I know the line, but I can't think of the line before. If the song was on, I could say it. Right. But he says, he says, nigga, please, like short sleeves, I bare arm. Okay. So. What? I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> right, right. I'm not going to. So, nigga, please. Yeah, I got that. Like short sleeves, mm-hmm. I bear arms. I have a gun. Oh, I get it. <laughs> right, right. The, see, and it's. You know, in context, I might have gotten that, but it, yeah, I, yeah. I don't have anything to prove for not no. getting it. So, but like, like Jay Z has a song where he makes fun of the Fonz. Like, oh. just the level mm-hmm. where, like, you know, you grew up, the Fonz was the Fonz, yeah. and everyone loved the Fonz. Who doesn't love the Fonz? But he says, he says, um, that high class leather, that butter soft leather, um, then that bullshit on the Fonz. Like, so basically, oh, right. he made the Fonz's, like, he's saying, my leather, what I wear is nice and soft. That Fonz jacket is ridiculous. And I never thought about that. I thought, but it Fonz. is. Yeah. Because that was a very <laughs> shitty black leather jacket. That was not a fine leather jacket. But it probably would have helped if he would have gotten a motorcycle accident. But uh, yes, yes. I was uh, I was just listening to a Sarah Vowell. And she was talking about the Pilgrim episode of the of Happy Days. Oh, is that where right? Where the Fonz. Uh, somebody got stuck in a bear trap. And the Fonz did that thing where he blows on his fist and hits the jukebox. But he did it on the bear trap. And Are it you released serious? Yeah, I got to find the clip now. Why isn't that called jumping a shark? That's pretty. <laughs> oh, I think it was pro- post Shark. Okay. Yeah, okay. I bet you that had to be. I mean, literally, it's when he's for no reason is just hitting a bear trap. When a bear trap pretty much sever your leg. Yeah, you're done as yeah. a as a person in a bear trap. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it's supposed to keep a bear. Right. Uh, right. So <laughs> you could probably step out of that thing actually because yeah, your leg would be tiny compared to that of a bear paw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was Potsy got stuck in the bear. Potsy. A, remember Potsy? Ah. Oh, yeah. So, 
Anyway, so what's he? But what's he done for us lately? Now he's he started the label. Started the label, Rockefeller Records. Yes, Rockefeller Records, and uh, awesome. Uh, well, who, he, he, no, nobody has been able to recreate themselves more than the Rockefeller family, except right. for the Carnegies. Yes, and uh, so. Well, he didn't discover Kanye, but he's sort of like okay mentor to Kanye West. Right? Okay, so he signed Kanye West. Yes, yes, and, and brought him as, up? first as a producer, then as a rapper. You'll be happy to know, and and I mean that sarcastically, uh, that I get them mixed up because I don't know oh, anything right? about Kanye That's great. West. That's I just great. know that he's very, very full of braggadocio, and he's Kanye West is a really good rapper. Yeah, but more of a producer. But a really good rapper too. Like, yeah. like he's some people's favorite rapper. But like, I wouldn't put him in that Jay Z class. Right, Jay Z. Jay Z seems like sort of a trailblazer and and like the the guy who creates yeah yeah a whole genre and right. builds Kanye's, something from something. He's, he's hungrier now. He's than Jay Z, so he might he might be at nipping and at is, his coattails. Is Kanye like ten years younger than him? Probably. Yeah. yeah okay. Probably 10 years so younger. and uh, and so he's still playing. He's still out there just womanizing and and Kanye yeah. or. Well, I mean, he's got the Kim Kardashian. Right, right. Which yeah, is so. just a, a nightmare. Uh, but not that Kim Kardashian, I did a, speaking of a house party, I did a, a house party with Patrick Keene, uh, in the house, two houses down from the Kardashians. Is that right? Yeah, they had a comedy show that they wanted. Always an error, you guys. Unless you can set it up like they did, I yeah, guess, which yeah. is, and then you're like, it's still weird. Hors d'oeuvres and then comedy. It's I've always done a weird. Few house shows, they're always weird. There was some yeah. better, some worse, yes. but it's always a, it's a crapshoot. But, uh, so, okay, so he's with Kim Kardashian or one of the. Kanye is, yes, yes. Yes. And then Jay-Z's with Beyonce. And, uh, well, I'm glad everyone's found someone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but they're both producers now, right? More than, did um, Jay-Z just put out a new album? He put out Magna Carter about a year and a half ago. Right. Um, yeah. That's right. Cause it was gutsy as all fuck. Yeah. You were like, oh yeah, here you go. Magna Carta. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Nice and, work. And I, honestly, I haven't listened to all the songs on that track. It's almost, it's almost like I'm not a guy who will stop liking a person when they get famous, you know? Right. But at the same time, I just heard a few songs and for the first time it felt like Jay-Z wasn't, uh, and it may be better than I'm giving it credit for, but it felt like he wasn't at the forefront. It felt okay. Like he was sort of, um, playing catch up. Oh, maybe not fully. Fully present or well, no, no. Well, lyrically, I think you know it's interesting. You watch Comedy Central, mm-hmm. and uh, shout out to them. You know, I've done stuff with them, but you, you're watching shows where sometimes a network will dumb itself down to the point where they've painted themselves in a corner, and, right? And now they can't even. Right. How do they get anything. out of the corner? Yeah, and, yeah. and they're like, and then they'll, they'll complain like. Um, you know, our viewership, they're too dumb. It's like, this is what you, you, you nurtured this, right? Yes. It's the Donald Trump effect, in essence. Right, right. And I think, uh. You wanted a 13 year old boy to watch your show. Right. So now he's watching it and he's not going to get any references ever. Not even 13 year old references. Right. Of the smart, nerdy kids. Right. Yeah. And you could have. Done something else. Could have done something else and still had him. Right. But you, you didn't. You but everybody like, has, I think, a bad album. Everybody. Right, that's true. But also, I just think lyrically, he said he dumbed himself down, but I think where rap is now, for a guy like Jay-Z, it's it's good that he can still rhyme like the young kids, but since he's so much better than them, it's oh, it feels- it's, it's like yeah, it's like it felt like he was rhyming like a guy named Two Chains. <laughs> and um Two Chains is good, but like it's Yeah, it's unnecessary. Yeah, rappers these days they've learned they they're kinda like moving toward it's almost like songwriting. 
with the, the less words. Okay. Per song, per verse, per bars. So, and like when Jay Z came up, there were guys rhyming really fast. Yep. And there were other guys going dun 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 dun, like you know. I, I come to the party and uh, you know yeah. whatever whatever. Oh, now the guys, cadence. Yeah. yeah. Now guys are like, I came here. <laughs> you didn't see me. And it's like, <laughs> and I'm like, just sing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> just sing a song. It'll be fine. A lot, a lot of country music now has has like spoken word in the middle of it. That's kind of like rap, oh, right? And it's yeah. kind of. It can kind of be, it can be interesting. I, I enjoy a hilarious cowboy song as much as the next person because they're talking about the same things, you know, that. Yes. Completely. Right. And it's always, and I love those stories. You get, you got a sad story about love gone wrong. I want to hear it, man. I love the stories. Yeah. And, but, um, like what about like Eric B and Rakim? That was slow, but it was, it was, it had more purpose to it. It felt like it had, yeah. He talks about them too. Like, Eric B's voice, Rakim, excuse me, Rakim's voice just, it just pierces the song, you know? Yeah. And he's, he's considered the best MC. And, and that's really off of like two albums by some. Right. Um, I think you got to give it to either Jay Z or you got to go way back to Melly Mel. But Rakim is literally the, he, Rakim ushered in, and I'm not saying people didn't do it before him, but he single handedly ushered in the new era of rap. Right, it made it bigger. But it, also, like, Rakim is, like, talking. He's still putting some affectation into his voice, but he's talking, right? Yeah. I came through the door. I said it before. I never let the mic magnetize me no more. I think he's nice. magnetizing me. But it's <laughs> fighting me, inviting me, inviting me to rhyme. I can't hold back. I'm looking for the line. And and that, that like, Jay-Z kind of talks like that, too, where if you're doing Jay-Z impression, you have to go, like, upper part of your throat. Like, you oh, okay. Like, uh, like yeah, um, you have to sort of be like, uh, um, yo, me and Dame, you know, we we decided to do something. We wanted to have like, a, and it's almost like he's closing his throat. Yeah, like a little nasally. Yeah, and, yeah, like okay. nasally. And but rap before that, mm-hmm. it's very presentational. Oh, it right. Was like, um, well, I'm here to say that happy <laughs> day. You know? yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> that. It's that deep voice of I am a man, and we right. will be. It's, I will be telling you what it's like. They were rhyming like radio disc jockeys. Yeah, from yeah. like the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's Wolfman Jack. And bring it. And as great as that is, it's like the difference between that and a and a Mark Maron on a podcast where right. there's still there's some presentation and some performing going on, but mm-hmm. it's it feels more real, you know? Yeah. So what would you recommend? Like if I were to go out I obviously I should get reasonable doubt. Yeah, I would right? say that. I would say that. But that's so New York centric that something But I mean, it's super clean too, right? Yeah, it's yeah. clean and, and, and original if I were to buy two albums, what two. would be what would be the second album? The second Jay Z album, and that's another thing about Jay Z. Oh, oh, the second Jay Z album, or just period? You're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just of of, of all of Jay Z's work, like what would? Oh yeah, yeah. What would I thoroughly enjoy listening to today? Well, the thing about it is that as a comic, I've always used him as my my the guy I aspire to be like, meaning really good mm-hmm. and prolific. Okay. Those are the two things, and um. And also, he's at a point where he's judged against his own material. So it doesn't matter if his, if his, Magna Carta could have been the best album that year. Yeah. But was it better than Reasonable Doubt, his other album, the Black Album, the Blueprint? Right. So it's kind of like that. So that, that is a, that is a very real thing that I don't, I don't like that idea. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. But so of course, why wouldn't it be? If it's not better than your best album, 
it's somehow a letdown. Oh, oh, I don't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I can see myself doing that though. Oh, note to self. Right, right. <laughs> so with for Jay Z, yeah, reasonable doubt, and then literally, I would say flip a coin between mm-hmm. uh, the Blueprint and um, the Black Album because okay, I wouldn't say those are my favorite, but they 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 had the most commercial success. Okay, so they they're they're probably uh, you yeah. can they'll probably sing along, toe yeah, tapping, yeah, yeah. or to dance to. Or you could do, you could, you could either flip a coin, but or if you had some sort of, you could draw straws and throw in the uh, in my lifetime volume too, because that had oh. the the Annie song on it, the Heart Knock Life. Oh right, it's the Heart Knock Life. Oh right, right. Us. I have heard that. There you go. Yeah. Look at me. Uh, in my what? What's it called? Uh, in my lifetime volume lifetime. two. Uh, this is where it gets super dorky because you're like, just pick one. Allow me to give you four. And uh, <laughs> that's perfect for the dork force, right, Wayne right. Perkins. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's been an hour, by the way, oh, cool. just, yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, so it's at funny DP, like yes. Dwayne Perkins. It's DwaynePerkins.com. His podcast is Movie Night with TK Kelly. And it's on iTunes and probably uh, at Movie Night Cast on Twitter, Twitter. but and all that. And uh, you're probably doing stand-up. This will go end of October. Uh, oh, yeah. End yeah. of October, I'll be fresh back from Europe, hopefully. Oh, uh, exciting. I don't, I don't have to beat anyone up on a, on a train or anything or save save anyone. Right, That's right. That's crazy. Um, so <laughs> that end was. of October, I'm not sure, but uh, check my website, DwaynePerkins.com. That's it. Yes. And everybody, go see Dwayne Perkins do stand-up because it's uh, funny in a row, one of my favorite ways uh, for comedy to be. So thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you. And take care of each other out there. You know the rules. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?